From the newsroom of the Bryant College Station Eagle, this is the Brazos Sports Press Cast. And now, the Eagle High School Sports Team, Alex Miller and Jake Weiss. What's going on, everyone? You're listening to the Brazos Sports Preps Cast, a podcast about high school football here in the Brazos Valley. I'm Alex Miller, joined always by Jake Weiss, the Eagles High School Sports Reporter. Jake, happy Thanksgiving week to you. Hey, happy Thanksgiving, Alex. Is, is Auburn going to hire a football coach this week? Hey, maybe. We'll see. Will it be before Saturday? That's the question. Uh, good question. Um... You know, I think they'll wait till after Saturday. They might have a bowl game to prepare for. Oh. Yeah. Well, eight Brazos Valley High School football teams, Jake, they've got a playoff game to prepare for this week. Big week for a number of teams in the Brazos Valley. You know, I talked with Stony Pryor, College Station's coach, after the game last week when they beat Angleton. He said, there's two marks to a great season, winning 10 games and playing on Thanksgiving. And the next mark's playing in December. So all these teams are looking to to get that third mark of a great season. You know, this slate of games might be the best we've had all year, too. Yeah, I think so. This is a pretty good slate up and cross, down and across the board. Well, let's get into the action. You know, Jake, when we previewed the playoffs, we said a matchup we'd love to see down the road is College Station against AM Consolidated a rematch? We're not going to get that, unfortunately, with the Tigers falling last week. Uh, you know, Consol lost to Fullshear 58, 50 to 38, excuse me. You were there at the game. Jake, what kind of what went wrong for the Tigers there, especially in that first half and their loss to the Chargers? Yeah, you know, the Chargers really. Um Man, their offense is really electric. I, I didn't realize that. Um, you know, they they don't kick extra points. They go for two every time. Um, they do this weird. They didn't do it too much, uh, I don't think. But they kind of have a weird little setup kicker-wise where they'll, you know, it kind of looks like an onside kick, but it's not uh, pretty much on every kickoff. Or that's kind of the perception I got on most of their kickoffs they did that. Um, so just really for them, you know, they, they're a team that can really move the ball and score. Uh, so for Consol, unfortunately, kind of reminded me a little bit of the uh, – kind of what we've seen from Georgetown this year, where, you know, if you let them kind of jump out to a lead, uh, it's real hard to come back from that. Uh, that's kind of what I saw, you know, Consol, credit to them. They played really, really well in the third quarter. Um, if you all were following along with the coverage or maybe you just kind of heard about the game, uh, Consol actually took the lead in that game. Uh, they were down 19 at the half, uh, ended up outscoring uh, the Chargers 21-0 to in the third quarter. Uh, big, big shout-out to the defense and uh, – you know, put in the offense because, man, uh, Fullshire just their defense. I mean, their offense in the third quarter just couldn't do anything, and uh, they would kind of strangely enough go for it on like fourth down every time. Uh, not every time, but most of the time. I think they had one punt all game, uh, and it was like a nine-yard punt. So, uh, Consol took advantage, short yardage situations, scored, reeled off twenty-one points, and then uh, fortunately, just Fullshire just scored twice more in the fourth, and then just kind of put it away. But uh, no. Really impressive game, I thought, from both teams. Um, I know it was disappointing for Consol, not the way they wanted to end the season, but uh, big credit to them for, you know, coming out in halftime and, you know, finding a way to get back in the game. Well, College Station, they were able to take care of business against Angleton, held on to win 27-20. to You know, the Cougars, they were strong against the run against the Wildcats, only allowed 44 yards rushing, struggled some in pass coverage, 
they Angleton had a receiver that was having a really good night. And on the flip side, Arrington Maiden probably looked as sharp as he's been all season. He was 20 of 30, 253 yards passing, one touchdown through the air, another on the ground. If if College Station plays like that, they're hard to beat. They they are a team that is going to be hard to beat. And now College Station is going to get Georgetown in a rematch this Friday in Waco. Yeah, no, uh, man, that's going to be a big one. I mean, you know, we all remember that game. Uh, you know, Georgetown was up, I think, what, 35-3 to three at the 35-3, yeah. And then, uh, you know, I'm pretty sure College Station basically almost identically pretty much outscored the, them like 35 to like 14 or something, something like that, like pretty much identical halves, like tail of two halves basically. Um, I talked with – Head coach Stony Pryor this morning, uh, or like yeah, I guess this morning I talked to him and Brooks DeWitt, and you know both of them were real excited. Uh, Brooks especially, you know, he was saying, hey, you know that that loss really kind of motivated us. You know, uh, we talked, you and I, Alex, have talked about, you know, kind of how they've gone off to some slow starts. Um, he said really for them that was a game where they were like, hey, we've got to come out. And Brooks said after that game, you know, we kind of realized, hey, we got to play four quarters. We can't, you know, can't start off slow. We got to be full speed from the get go, and uh, I mean it shows they haven't lost since then. So uh, I'm interested to see what happens this week between the two teams. It's kind of weird too, because uh, at least to me, because you know it's only been about like a month since they played each other. So I kind of asked both coaches, or Brooks and Coach Pryor, I was like, "Is that you know is that kind of weird? Like, not really. You haven't you know this isn't like a hey we played them at the beginning of the season and now we got to play them all the way at the end here." And you know they were saying, "Yeah, it's a." a little weird well it's not weird but they were saying you know hey you know this is kind of good for us both teams because we know what you know they're going to do they know what we're going to do so now it's just kind of about you know putting in some new wrinkles and maybe switching things up a, a little bit but not not too much well college station knows what its number one priority is yeah. this time around and that's finding a way to stop nora boris and andrew petter in the eagles offense yeah no they <laughs> looked real good and they they put up what 50 something last week too yeah 55 on magna west yeah so, you know, they they definitely know what their work is cut out for them. Going to be a great game in Waco on s- Friday night at 6 o'clock. So, Brazos Christian, man, they're still they're still in this thing. They're, they're on to round three against Lubbock Christian. They're going to be playing Friday at 3 o'clock in Bangs. Jake, do you have any idea where Bangs is? No clue, man. If I know it's far away, guess, though. If you had to guess, where do you think it is? Uh... You know, this is gonna sound so bad. It seems like everything's down by Houston. <laughs> uh, everything just seems to be down that way. Well, it's near Abilene, so you got it close. Oh, okay. There we go. <laughs> yeah, like if I had to guess, it's like Houston area. Like sounds about right to me. Fair enough. Well, the Eagles are in the third round. Uh, you know, looking to play in December for the first time since advancing to the Taps Division Three state title game back in 2013. Lubbock Christians ten and one on the year haven't been pushed in a while. They've really been bullying their opponents. What you you talked with Corey Washington, Brad's Christians coach, and I think Ryan Burton yeah. earlier this week. What what, what are they kind of honing in on this week as they're they're getting ready for this game, Jake? Yeah, kind of similar to what um you you said back at the beginning of the show. You know, uh, for Coach Washington, he was saying, "Hey, this is just you know I'm just so glad we've got this Thanksgiving experience." Uh, you know, he said it was his first time. It's only the second time in his coaching career that he's gotten to coach during this time or practice during this time. And, you know, this is his first time to do it as a head coach. So 
for one, they're just excited about it. They'll still be practicing uh, when they are. Uh, second, you know, they know this is a good team. Uh, they know, you know, they're really talented. They've got a really good offense. Uh, I think Lubbock Christian's one loss came at, like, the middle of the season, maybe even earlier, really early in the year. Um, and I think they still lost. I was looking at it earlier. I think they lost that game, like, 45 to 38. So it was kind of a shootout there. Um you know, but both of them are just real excited to be just where they are. I mean, uh, it was funny. I was talking to Ryan, and I was like, you know, hey, well, you know, just what's it like, man? I mean, how much fun has this been? And he was saying, you know, it didn't even really hit him until Monday. Uh, he was like, yeah, coach was pulled us aside at practice, and he was like, hey, you know, you guys are one of the four teams uh, in our division still practicing at this point in the season. And uh, Ryan was saying, like, man, that it really hit me. I was like, wow, that was like wow, we're we're one game away from a state championship appearance. So uh, they're they're fired up. I mean, they're just really fired up. They're just happy to be where they are. And you know, they're not just saying hey. And I also want to add too, they're not just saying hey, we're just happy to be here. But you know, they're also saying hey, it's going to be a tall order. But you know, uh, Ryan was saying you know hey, we know they're beatable. If we can just jump on them from the beginning and just don't let up all game, then we'll be in good shape. For sure, Madisonville. They might have had the upset of the week last week, beating Belleville 9-3 to to continue their historic season. Alexander Torres made three field goals, and the Mustang defense held Belleville to 38 yards in the second half to pull a 9-3 stunner on the unbeaten Bramas. <laughs> Special teams really critical in that game, too. Belleville missed two field goals of their own. Yeah. You know, Jake, we talked about Belleville in the past year of pain. And the Mustangs kind of stampeded on on the brands <laughs> on Friday night. So Madisonville in the regional round for the first time since 2017. They're playing 12 and 0 Silsby Friday night in spring kickoff at seven o'clock. Jake, you talked with Madisonville's coach, a couple players this week. What did they just have to say about the win and just what's going on over there? Well, you know, I think uh, I think my favorite line of the week so far has been uh, Coach Urbanke because I think he said uh, his heart, you know, he was worried his heart was going to stop a couple times uh, <laughs> last week during that game. But, uh, no, yeah, they were fired up. I mean, um, you know, they knew coming in, you know, they were the underdogs, but, you know, they, they played really well. Um, it was funny. They even kind of were saying, even though they won, they were kind of saying, you know, hey, there were things we could have worked on uh, – you know, they gave Alex a lot of credit. We talked to Alex as well. Uh, he was excited. But, you know, even Coach and some of the players were saying, like, hey, you know, uh, we were in the red zone there. We could have scored. We could have turned those into touchdowns. Uh, we got to work on that a little bit. But, uh, no, I mean, they were just they're fired up. Uh, you know, they know it's not going to be easy. They got to go up against another undefeated team this week. But uh, they're grinding high. I mean, they got a lot of confidence after last week. Uh, they're fired up. They were saying uh, this week they're going to have a big send-off. Uh, it was funny. Coach was like, yeah, I got to – when I talked to Coach and the players, um, when I was, you know, saying bye and everything on the phone, Coach was like, yeah, I got to – you got to let you go, man. Uh, I got to go, you know, finish getting everything set up for the send-off. So uh, they're all fired up. I mean, just – they're fired up. They're ready to just kind of take this, you know, keep keep it going. Um, one of the other things, too, they pointed out was – we talked about this maybe a while back, that Waco Connolly game. Yeah. That was for the district championship. Um thought it was real interesting they they kind of pinpointed that game and said you know hey since that game we've really our mission has been you know hey let's show everyone what Mustang football is all about because that Waco Connolly game was not Mustang football and ever since then they've been doing it I mean they had one regular season game after that and then now here in the playoffs they've just kept it rolling well 
They're going to have to play their best again this week, taking on Silsby, another tough game, and uh, see if the Mustangs can keep that magic going. Jake, Madisonville is known for a few things, and you know what one of them is? No clue. It's home to a Bucky's. Oh, and I think clever, clever. I think you and our photographer <laughs> Logan Hannigan Downs are out of staters at the Eagle. Adventured to a Bucky's last week. We did, yeah. It was uh, when we went up to, for volleyball for the volleyball state tournament on the way back. Well, I want everyone to know too. Off camera, Alex challenged me. He said, "You know, you never, you know, we all know about the 600 degrees pizza saga in Georgetown. <laughs> I never went." So he challenged me, like, you need to take Logan to Bucky's because he's from Oregon. So he said, you got to take him there. So I, I was like, you know, Alex is really challenging me here. Like, got to get this man to Bucky's. Now, I didn't tell Logan. I mean, I didn't tell Alex. I'd never been to Bucky's. Even though he grew up in Texas for like 14, 15 years. Well, we we never had it where we were. So Fair enough. Yeah. And buried in the middle of the Metroplex. Exactly. Yeah. The small, you know, the small town known as the DFW Metroplex, you know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but no, yeah, enjoyed enjoyed Bucky's. I would go back. Well, we we gotta watch the review, <laughs> Jake. Jake and Logan got some cinnamon sugar beaver nuggets. So let's take a break from talking high school football to watch these goobers talk <laughs> beaver nuggets. All right, everybody. Uh, this is a special video. Hopefully, Alex puts this in the podcast this week. But uh, if you listen to last week's episode, he told me to take Logan to Bucky's. I'm Logan. Logan had never been before. This is Logan our photographer I'm from new, Oregon? I'm new to Texas. I've been in Texas a month. I still haven't been to Whataburger. Please don't hate me. We've got a lot to show him. Uh, but point is, yeah, we have to take Logan to Bucky's. And funny enough, I'd never been either. Now I was gonna tell Alex that. But I've never been either, so both our first time. So, uh, Alex, this is for you, man. We're gonna show you all, all the stuff we got. Hopefully, you, uh, you're, you're, you know, hopefully you, uh, you approve of what we got. So, Alex, you can go first. Logan, you can go first, man. I got a chicken burrito because it's 8:30, and we're driving. We still have two hours to get back to College <laughs> Station from volleyball. We got beaver nuggets, the cinnamon ones. I think you told me at some point to get these, and then you told Jake to get these. And then I got like a tea. That's yeah, holding, but, holding the, the drinks are, yeah, the drinks we don't have to go over. But yeah. uh, no, uh, so I went with the original beaver nuggets. Uh, big bag, by the way, but I thought, hey, you know, go, gotta go big or go home. And they also got kolache. Love kolaches. Gotta get a kolache. I don't know what kolache is. Yeah, that's something else we got it. We gotta show them. But uh, yeah, no, Alex, uh, just like I said, Thought maybe we could use this as a segment, maybe a little middle of the segment for the should, podcast. Should we try them? But uh, I say we try them. Sure, why not? We got time. Yeah. yeah. They say those are the ones Alice told us to get. So. Yeah. Here, you take some too. Oh, I gotta go first. All right. Well, well, we can try them at the same time, but okay. Oh, you got two. I just grabbed. Yeah, okay. I just, I'm going to grab a handful and then. Okay. Uh, all right, man. Ready? ready? Yeah. Those are good. Alex knows this stuff. I approve, Alex. Maybe Jake will start listening to your suggestions now. Hand from under the bus there, pal. <laughs> we can cut it. Cut it. All right. Hope that was a hearty break in the action. Let's get back to it, though, because Centerville, they've got a hearty matchup this Friday against number one Timpson at the tomato bowl of all places in Jacksonville. 
This was one we knew was going to be a possibility, Jake, and now it's here. Rematch of last year's regional final. Timpson took complete control in the second half, ran away with the 48-13 win. They're 12-0 this year. The Bears are beatable, though. They they had some narrow wins over Joaquin and Garrison, and you know this one really starts with slowing down Terry Bussey. He's small but really fast, and he's a top 100 recruit in the class of 24 for a reason. Because when you have a guy like that on your team in the small school ranks, you tend to win. Yeah. I look back and I think about a guy like Rashad Paul at Bremond when they won three state championships. Uh, you know, he he just kind of took over games, and that's kind of what Terry Bussey does. And he's got some guys around him. But at the same time, Centerville's got a crew of its own. I'm about to say, yeah. So Paxton Hancock, Andrew Newman and company, they can put up some points. This one to me comes down to who wins in the trenches and who gets the most stops on defense because we know that each of these teams can put up some serious points. Well, I wanted to ask you too, Alex. I know you've covered some Centerville games uh, this season. I mean, uh I mean, do you feel like the kind of early season, you know, I know they that was something they really emphasized was they wanted tough matchups at the beginning of the year. I mean, do you feel like that experience is going to help them? Is that kind of kind of that early year stuff kind of going to help them now? I mean, yeah, I mean, that's certainly the reason they did it. You know, you think about they played games against Crawford and Mart and, you know, they came up short in both those games, but were very competitive. You know, in the Mart game, had a couple turnovers that didn't go their way. Uh, excuse me, in the Crawford game. In the Mark game, you know, they were they were right there. And, you know, they had the ball, but they had to go like 90-something yards in a minute. And that offense just isn't built to, to do that. And so, you know, it's they're going to have to play a sound four-quarter game. They did it last year for two. Now they got to finish the job. So uh, Centerville's got upset on their mind, and – uh, Timpson, Timpson's going to get all they got because, I mean, this is going to be a showdown uh, in Jacksonville. So, Battle of the Unbeatens and Bryan on Friday. Bur- Burton, excuse me, they face Chilton, 7 o'clock. You know, this is another one we had marked up as a possibility, yeah. and it's here. Going to be a great game Friday night at Merrill Green Stadium. Battle of the Unbeatens. Does it get any better than that, like you said? Well... Three more games to watch because that's literally all we have, Jake. <laughs> Brenham, they're playing Port and H.S. Groves at NRG Stadium Friday at 6 o'clock. How about that? You get to go play at the Texans Stadium for a game. That's, that's kind of cool. Going to be a big test for Brenham, though. Uh, playing in a big stadium and a team with pedi- against a team with pedigree – They've played there, you know, a few years ago. Probably not, probably not the guys on this team have played there. But if you know anything about PNG, literally the whole town goes. Like, there's going to be probably ten thousand, twelve thousand people on their side because that's just how they roll. It is a sight to see. So I guarantee you that those players were there at NRG Stadium when they played a few years ago. So I guess the question is, can can Ryland Wooten and company keep it going? That's to say, he had what two hundred something. He had like two hundred. I want to say like eighty-eight yards, two hundred eighty-eight yards last week. Is that? Yeah, yeah he, had he had a like big, a game. big game. You yeah. know, they kind of got off to a slow start. It looked like against Belton, but yeah. then they really pulled away in that second half. Yeah, I was about to say, and he does it with his legs. I mean, we've talked about him before on the the show. You know, he does it with his legs and his arms. So I mean, he's a true dual threat guy. 
well, if they can if they can win this week, might be seeing a rematch against Montgomery Lake Creek this this, yeah. this coming week. So, I was saying that was the district championship, or yeah, that end of the year district championship right. game, and because uh, Bremont has two losses right this year. Uh, Burnham, or Burnham, Burnham, sorry, yeah, yeah, Burnham is eight and four. Point oh, Angels Groves okay. ten and two. Lake Creek, I think Lake Creek's still Lake's undefeated. Lake Creek's undefeated, yeah, because yeah. that was uh, they were both undefeated going into the district. I had it wrong there. I was thinking of district. They were both undefeated before the district uh, championship game. Right. Well, Franklin, they're playing Hitchcock Friday night at seven o'clock in the Woodlands at Wood Forest Bank Stadium. I don't know how we keep bearing Franklin this far <laughs> down into the podcast, but uh, we do. Sorry, Coach Fannin. Uh, this will be a big test for the Lions, though. Uh, you know, Jake, they kind of struggled to get it going a little bit there in that first half against Anahuac last week. What what really changed for Franklin in those final two quarters, though? Honestly, they didn't change anything, uh, which is my, you might, might, might come as a surprise, but they really didn't. Um, I talked to Coach Fannin afterwards, and the two big questions I asked him were, Hey, when was the last time you guys were even down in a, at half? Uh, he said once this season before. The other question I asked him was, you know, what was the message? He just said, hey, stay the course, keep playing Franklin football. He did mention they made a few sm- small changes, but going to be completely honest with you, um, just watching it from the stands, watching it, you know, covering the game, really couldn't tell what the difference was. Uh, I think maybe they got Bryson Washington a little bit more involved in the run game, but really they just, business as usual, they just uh, kept running the ball and, uh, Really just wore uh, Anahuac down. Um, I guess the only re- really other big thing I noticed was Franklin only had the ball twice in the se- in the first half. Uh, their first drive uh, was a turnover on downs. Second drive was a touchdown. Um, they turned them over at the very end of the game, end of the half. So I guess technically they could have had a third drive, but uh, Devin Hidragro intercepted a guy back in the end zone and then just took it out and basically took a knee. So they technically had three drives, but like I said, that third drive was with like nine seconds to go, and they were on defense and turned them over. But yeah, um, just yeah, ran them, just kind of ran them off the field. Uh, just kept hitting them, hitting them, hitting them. Anahuac's defense got worn down. Well, I went out to Franklin today, talked with Coach Fannin and Bryson. You know, gonna have a feature coming out on Friday about you know Franklin's tandem of Bryson Washington and Jaden Jackson, and just. How, how they've kind of kept things going this season on the offense. So let's take a little sneak peek at what Bryson and Jaden had to say about where Franklin's offense has been this year. Yeah, you know, Bryson, especially for you, how, how have you seen your role kind of increase, you know, on offense, on defense, just uh, in, uh, on the team this year in particular? I mean, you know, we don't have as much depth as we did last year, so I know my like, answer. Like, personally, I have to play more. So I got to get my body and my mind right, like, during the week before the game so I can be prepared for, like, when it's time for that. When I'm tired and I don't want I don't want to go back on the field, but I have to. I got to grind it out. Yeah. You know, Jaden, for you, how did last year's experience kind of help you kind of step into a bigger role this season? Last year's experience, you know, uh, watching these guys as I grew up, it motivated me to work hard because I know coming into this year that I will have to keep my mind right, my body in shape in order to keep playing on the field because I know my team need me to, you know, get through the game uh, good. All right, big game for the Lions this week. Jake, let's close it out. Cameron, yo, is playing Columbus Friday night at 7 o'clock in Bastrop. 
Once again, how are we able to bury this game at the very end? This one's going to be great. Braylon Drake continues to be really good for the Yeoman. Cameron's dangerous, though. You know, beat Lorena round one, uh, beat Madisonville on the road in non-district play. If Cameron can win, we might be setting up for a Franklin-Cameron rematch for next week. I bet the Yeoman mm. would like to get another shot at the Lions. I was about to say, but Yeoman, because uh, in that first game against Franklin, I mean, I don't want to overlook this week, of course, but, uh, yeah, they kind of got, like, neutered a little bit offensively. I think that was, what, 63-7 to seven or yeah, something it was, like it was that. Yeah, it was not a close game. Yeah, I'm curious if that's kind of, uh, you know, similar to Madisonville. I wonder if that's one where, you know, they've kind of – really taken that momentum and used it, uh, you know, to their advantage since they lost that one. If they really kind of just decided, hey, let's get back to playing yeoman football. And it looks like they have so far. Columbus, though, they are they are a good team. They are a really good team. And so, you know, Cameron's going to have to give it their all if they want to yeah. get another shot at, at potentially the Lions. Lions going to have to take care of business, too. Hitchcock, no team to look over as well. I think these two games – the, the way that this 3A Division One Region 3 is panning out these semifinal games, really good football to be watched. So, all right, Jake. I think that's all we got this week. Yeah. So, thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Browser Sports Preps Cast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and just check the U.com for all of our coverage on high school football leading up to this week's games. For Jake Weiss, I'm Alex Miller. We'll see you. Hopefully next week.